Watch him. Hello. Hello. And welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Yeah, watching for the very first time. Very first time. <laughs> yes. And um, listeners, you may uh, have noticed we've had a few issues this week because I was working on some of the uh, podcast equipment, just setting up and everything. And um, we had a bit of an accident and Sarah's gone to a parallel universe. <laughs> So if she sounds a bit distant. <laughs> That's why. That and, you know, in this parallel universe, I'm ill and have a cold. So, <laughs> How's the drilling going over there? That's not helping with my cold. No. So, I mean, I've, I've managed to stop everything here for the moment, but you've got all the drilling and the lava and stuff you're in. So I hope you're all right. Thanks. I don't think you can you can make it back, unfortunately. But um... <laughs> well, great. Thanks, Mark. Just so abandons nice. me here. I'm working it's a story on it. of my life. Well, okay, we will do the podcast and then we'll work on the Earth's crust and sort all that out. Okay, that's the order of things, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to apologise now if I sound really lethargic to everyone. Well, it's really hot over there, isn't it? You've got all that, and you've got the prime mods, and you've got all the. Petra trying to sort out all the electricity. Anyway. That's exactly what it is. So um, you should have stayed at this end. I'm, I'm all right with them. Um, I've got uh, <laughs> Greg and everyone here. Anyway. <laughs> um, so it's Inferno this week. We had a few mentions of Inferno last week because uh, Chris last week loved Inferno, but we weren't talking about Inferno, <laughs> were we? <laughs> but now we are. I think Chris should have been on this week. So, so we've watched this separately and obviously we're recording in different universes, so we haven't had a chance to catch up together. So I have no idea what you think about this one. The only clue that I have... So we said, okay, we'd watch some separately in the week, okay? And I didn't get a chance to watch any episodes uh, until the other day. Um, and I was going to message you and say, you know, where are you up to? Because I need to sort of keep in line with you, sort of, um, so we, we keep up to date. And I was going to, and I thought, oh, and sometimes, and I do think about doing that sometimes, and I think, oh, I better not. I don't want to like pressure you <laughs> into watching. And then, but then you text me and was like, I've done five episodes. Uh, I might do another one. And I thought, okay, there's a clue. You've done five episodes <laughs> and you might watch another one. You must be enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I did. So actually, Brit Box Ram, I thought I'd done four. And then I was going to do like one the next day and then we were going to record together. But as Mark said, I'm in a parallel universe. So I um, I, can't, I missed a bit basically towards the end of an episode. So I went back thinking I'd done that it was episode four, but actually it was episode five. So I ended up re-watching episode four. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure, I'm sure this was ages ago. I was like, oh, you were obviously were further ahead than you thought. Well, this is, as you might have gathered, a fan favourite. It really is, I think. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. And I was sort of indifferent. I've really enjoyed it, actually, this time round. Again, I was wary that it was long, but I think we've got past that issue. We have our setting again, industrial, very similar to Ambassadors, 
very similar to Silurians. It, I've, I've noticed that watching these in order, that it is very samey every week, but that's sort of what the show is is now at the moment. Yeah, I'm very bored of it being the same. I'll be honest. Like like you said, it's either a location thing or generally the storyline thing. It's like they're doing some really experimental thing. Something will go wrong. That is the storyline. And, I mean, okay, Doctor Who likes to repeat its storylines, but it's the same every week. Yeah, so you meet your, you've got Sir Keith, Professor Starman, you've got the, the conflict, someone wants to, you know, be very cautious on whatever they're working on this week, the other leader. I mean, but we've had that before. I mean, we had that in Fury from the Deep with Robson and the drilling and the pipe and stuff there. You had that in the Silurians. You had that in, I've written something down that I can't read, but you've got it again and again and again. <laughs> oh, Clint, like leader, like Clint in the Ice Warriors, even back then, you've got that leader, that one that won't listen to anybody. You've got... You've got your lady of the week, <laughs> Petra. Yeah. Well, she's better than that. What's her name last week in the Ambassadors? Oh yeah, I really like Petra. <laughs> okay, I just want to go straight into Petra here a second because when she turned up, I was like, oh, is she going to be, you know, is she a Miss Garrett or is she an Ambassadors technician? And um, I don't know. I I like alternative Petra. I don't like my universe Petra here I just thought okay she's this forced glamorous scientist she I mean I, I shouldn't say this really no I'm not gonna say it. I was gonna say she got a face like a smacked ass <laughs> I like her um and what's his name is it Rory or what's his the guy the guy Greg, Greg. I don't know where I got Rory from bloody hell oh so this would be a struggle I really like Greg and I really like their little relationship I've got time for that. Hi. How do you do? All the better for seeing you, Petra. Perhaps you could help me settle in the place. How do you mean, Mr. Sutton? Well, you know, show me round, dash off a few letters. Well, I mean, you. we find out that, you know, there's this thing going on, they're, they're drilling. You very quickly find out the roles of the different people. And Greg comes in. He's quite sexist, though, to Petra. I thought you might be annoyed at that in... Universe One. We'll call oh, I could tell he was flirt- he, like it's sixties flirting, but she's having none of it, and I appreciate it. Considering that her boss is a dick, I really appreciated that she wasn't just some flimsy woman that just like she does what her boss tells her to do. Do you know what I mean? But she still has her own mind, and you and you know that from that interaction, she doesn't just do everything that she's told. It took me a little bit of time to warm to her i think and also they've got all these um conversations going on there's all this drilling in the background i couldn't hear a word she was saying at the beginning <laughs> it's weird i watch it with subtitles on britbox really yeah i don't know why it must come on automatically but that's never an issue for me because the subtitles on britbox are really weird they're not consistent at all so every now and then i'd say it happens at least once an episode the the subtitles are literally a split second. They've not like lined it up to the end of the set like their line. So you get the rest of the, I don't know, maybe they're making a long sentence or imagine they're doing something long. They they'll start and they'll they flash up really quick and then go. <laughs> you don't have any subtitles. And then the second half of that sentence appears and it's like they haven't 
um, extended the text for long enough on the video. It's really funny. It always makes me laugh. Okay, so then we have, you've got the maintenance man and there's something going on and we've got green equals bad all the time, doesn't it? Uh, and he's been taken over. Something happens to him. He comes in to do some maintenance and obviously touches some green stuff and, you know, something's going on. So that starts. So you've got our first sort of murder. The brigadier's already there. The doctor's already there. It's already set up. It's not like they've been called in. So we see the console again. Um, and that is the actual original 60s console still. Wow. Okay. Mm. So um, it's still, you know, it's still been used. You know, William Hartnell's been around there. Patrick Troughton's done stuff on there. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're right. You're right. So with uh, Jamie and Zoe, they've flown. Oh, yeah. They've been on that console, haven't they? <laughs> And we haven't really talked about, because the Doctor's trying to work on the console, we haven't really talked about that he is an exile, he is a prisoner on Earth, and I think we've sort of forgotten that already, haven't we, that he's not, he says in this conversation with the Brigadier, he's a free agent, he's, okay, yeah, he's sort of working for UNIT, but he is trying to escape, he's still, that's his aim, isn't it? It's an interesting one, because actually, is he a free agent? I mean, they've come to some sort of an agreement, a deal, but Unit, like, supplies him with everything that he needs. He can live. He, you know, he has he has the car. He's got lots of stuff. So he's obviously to some extent employed by Unit. He obviously doesn't feel, because his whole character, and this is established in the last season with Patrick Charlton, his whole character is running free through the galaxy. That's probably why he doesn't. But actually, he gets he gets a pretty good deal with Unit. Well, he's only there, really. He's in this, you know, he's probably there to advise on whatever this drilling is because he knows all the people. He knows Mr. Sutton and every, he knows all the regular people there. He's obviously been there a while, but he's just there to use their power. He just needs the nuclear power or whatever to plug the console in. And <laughs> that's the only reason he's there. He would just go wherever there was, you know, and obviously Unit's got access to all this facilities that he needs and Liz is helping him so he's stealing power um he drives I like it when he, he drives Bessie and he's got his little um well, he's invented the uh, what is it called radio control garage door basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the thing is though and Liz uses it all the time as if it's like this amazing surely they had radio control garage doors in the 70s it's like and it takes so long to open you can just open it by hand Radio control garage doors do take a while to roll up, Mark. Maybe that's where they got the idea from, from Doctor Who. They're like, oh, we can move that technology. But it's weird. It's like even Liz is like, this is amazing. And it's like, you're like a scientist for unit and you're working on all this nuclear stuff and you're impressed by a radio control garage door. I don't know when radio control garage doors came in. Someone can tell us, I'm sure. By watching this, it seems like they haven't been invented yet. Anyway, so you've got this mutated mechanic on the loose... And then the doctor's experimenting with the console, so you have him whizzing off and doing all the you know special effects time and wibbly wobbly face. Do you know what annoyed me? I'm so harsh on Petra already. I'm so sorry, everyone. When she's running, she has a really annoying run. She's like, oh my god, I know, I can't help it. I'm well bad on Petra. But then they have a moment because she, I don't know, something starts going off. There's lots of dry ice, and she's like, um, you know, he runs off after or something there's the emergency starts and then we see the green guy and that's the end of part one so it's all started ramping up how were you were you thinking oh there's going to be this is the monster of the week what's happening it's a very like the silurians again isn't it yeah 
it did remind me a lot of a Sailorines, and you're just waiting. Like, I wasn't expecting a monster because I could see that people were getting affected. So I thought it was going to be something that changes people rather than another being that comes and does stuff. And you have, um, into part two, well, the like the unit soldier gets infected as well, a bit like the caving, you know, the caving guys. Something's happening to them. They're going a bit primeval, aren't they? We get all of this action then, industrial action. Of course, the Doctor and Brigadier have to have a chat on the rooftop of the industrial thing on location. And then he's got to run a lot. You have a chase and you have a run, you know, and all this stuff. All, all on these rafters and metal uh, ladders and things. Of course you do. I really like the location shoots. Again, though, similar location to where we've been for the last however many number of weeks. Some sort of, like, nuclear site, same as last week, or some sort of factory. Like, that is where but you this have all seems to the be. The unit soldiers every week, so of course you've got to have some stunts every week. You've got to have some gunfire, you've got to have some fights, you've got to have some people falling off things. It's the action of, that's what this series is is doing. Um, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, it can be a little bit samey. Um, you have the doctor then talking about Krakatoa and the you know the volcano, you know the volcano and stuff. So we're getting a bit more of the story there. Um, what I was trying to work out, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit. It's never really explained. Okay, they're drilling into the Earth's crust. That is the that's the concept. And then there's this green stuff. Okay, you get it on your hands, you touch it, it turns you into these creatures. It turns you. But what, like, the guys in the first one do, it turns them in, it sort of takes them over as if there's something controlling them to, what, to do the controls or to turn it up or something. It's never really explained how that works, if you see what I mean. Okay, yeah, you can touch something and mutate, but it's touch something, mutate, and it affects your mind that you have to change the controls or do something. I was trying to make that link. It's not very clear as to, other than maybe they just go so crazy, it makes them go so crazy that they act out, but it's not a very clear thing what it turns them into to do. And actually, it's not even clear like how long it takes someone to become infected because some people it seems to happen within like a few hours, but then that crazy head scientist guy, it seemed to take him like days and weeks maybe. Mm. Yeah, he takes a long time because he touches things. He's really annoying. He's obviously annoying person of the week. Then we shall just have to wait till it cools down a bit, won't we? Well, I doubt whether it will cool down. And who the devil asked you? I was just venturing an opinion. Based on what? Krakatoa, actually. Okay, so that's going on. And then the doctor's like, well, okay, fine. I'm just going to carry on with my experiment. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so. Oh, he sends Liz, right? This is, He wants to get rid of Liz because he wants to try and get away in the console and stuff. So he's like, Liz, put this stuff in the computer. So Liz is like, okay, I'll just walk over there. She puts her coat on, she gets her bag. She looks like she's going out shopping. She's going out for, <laughs> like, she, I don't know why she needs a coat and her bag, her handbag, to go over and do the computer. It could be raining. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, she's done up ready and you see her walking over and then they realise that, okay, he's trying to get away. And luckily it takes Bessie and the console so you've had two episodes of sort of learning what's going on. Okay, this is heading towards something bad with the drilling. You've got your characters. Okay. And then when the Doctor wakes up in this other universe, that is a really good twist. That At least that pushes some, 
you know, something different that does something different with the story. When the Doctor then, well, really the first clue is when you see alternative Liz, evil Liz. Was that a shock to you? It was, yeah. Uh, But it was cool. I really liked it. I really like going to this alternative universe, multiverse. She's got her dark hair. She's in her uniform. She <laughs> And then alternative brigadier with his eye patch. So my first thought there was ding dong. What, the brigadier? Yeah. I was like, oh, hello. What? Hang on a sec. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, he turns out to be an absolute dick and a wet blanket but initially you don't know what's happening like, i mean as they would with anything this random man's just appeared but he hasn't got his mustache i was like oh i mean you know forget the scar and the eye patch i was like brigadier without a mustache ding dong you know have a bit of that oh slice of God. that okay <laughs> okay out of all the things you could have said i was not expecting that <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Are you sure you're okay? <laughs> Maybe this cold started a few days earlier than I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm in the height of it right now. But no, yeah, I was like a pro brigadier without a tash to with. Well, it it gives the doctor a chance to do a bit more action. We have some Bessie action. You've got the soldiers jumping on the car, and he's doing his well James Bond bit again, isn't he? Then it gets a. It's really annoying. I don't like it when they, you know, they're interrogating him. They don't believe him. But you've got to go through all of that. Um, we also have Sergeant Benton back again, who we saw last week, third appearance, I think. So he's becoming a regular now. For you, do you recognise these people again? Are you like, oh, it's Sergeant Benton again, and you're getting to know a few more people. Yeah, and that's that's nice because normally our recurring characters are just the companions, the Doctor. It's nice. It is nice having that sort of other familiarity. And, I mean, it's great to see all these alternative versions. And then you have the alternative version of all the other, you know, I like alternative Petra. Alternative Petra and Greg. It's good. So they're both going out. They're going out sort of in both universes, aren't they? That's quite nice. They're not going out until the end in either, Mark. A uh, couple of the decade, I'm just saying. <laughs> I know, they're great. I really like them. There's like a, What I like is it's like a, it's a relationship that doesn't start, but it, it becomes. Do you know what I mean? In alternative universe, the Petra and Greg? Yeah. <laughs> just checking. The Petra and Greg, they're like on the same wavelength, but they're both quite, you know, angry, feisty. And then she says, doesn't she, like, I've got used to you being around. And then at the end, they're like, you know, I think in the our universe, Petra and Greg, they're still early on in all that. They haven't got like a disaster to really push them together. But I do quite like that, you know, she does know the sense. She hears what he's saying. She does believe him. Her job, I guess, and she's worked with this man for years, is to listen to him and be his assistant and do what he says. But love wins. And I like how they have... They've changed him so the Greg in Universe 2 is in his suit and everything and he's sort of a bit more scruffy in the Universe 1 and then Petra is all science-y and more sort of Liz, Liz Shorey in Universe 2. You know, they've... In Universe 1, she's 60s glam. And then Stallman is in his sort of 
60, you know, is white as well in this other universe. It's funny we say 60 still, isn't it? Because we're in the 70s. Well, only just, aren't we? 1970s. Only just, though, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the fashion is what the fashion is. Um, The fashion is very 60s, what the girls are wearing. It hasn't changed yet, has it? No, it hasn't gone. No, no. And then you almost have the Doctor convincing evil Liz. She's starting to believe him a little bit. They're ahead with the drilling, aren't they, there? So you've got this disaster looming in Universe 2. I was thinking, why doesn't he just show them the console to believe? But they do mention it later on. Uh, They just don't believe him and he's in the cell. But it kept my interest throughout. This didn't feel any kind of struggle. No, no, same here. Because if you've got the parallel stuff, it just helped. You know, you've got something different throughout you've got that switch that we always need towards the end of a long story you need something else new yeah i agree and then the doctor's trying to stop you know them sort of breaking through the earth's crust i was going to ask actually i really liked geography at school right doing like volcanoes and stuff i thought that i really like and we always had a volcano project. <laughs> I, thought you had to say, I thought you were gonna start a story well no the only thing because whenever he says volcanoes and stuff we always had to do a volcano thing where you I mean, it's not really geography, is it? It's more like art. You had to build a volcano and then have the make a lava thing. We always had that project to do. We never did that project. I remember learning about volcanoes. I remember seeing like a picture where they show the rock and they're going down and how it works, but we never did that. Right, I had a good time. Well, I had a good time. Like year seven, year eight geography, I had a good time because you get, you know, when you get like um, sat in certain, but you know, they always sort of try and mix you up so you don't talk. And I was sat, I remember, because I had Lisa one side of me and Reese the other side, and they were, like, not people that I would hang... I was put in between them because they're not people that I would normally talk to. But we got on really well and just chatted quite a lot. Ah. <laughs> so um, we had a really good time in geography. I remember that. That was, like, my table in geography. And uh, uh, I also remember in geography, I've still got it somewhere. This Oh, my God, this is so cringe. <laughs> I remember one lesson, I don't know, I'm probably way too old. No, I don't know, GCSE or something. Um, this girl, Jade, in my class, she passed around a note. You know, you just uh, literally pass around notes sometimes. Yeah, she passed yeah, around yeah. a note and it just says, Hi, Mark, what's your favourite Spice Girls song? Mine is Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Hi, Jade. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I remember getting that in geography. Uh, that anyway. was so funny. So in my school, one of the geography teachers had a glass eye. So everyone used to try and sit at that side of the room. That's <laughs> <laughs> a fact. <laughs> True. It's really bad. It's really bad. But people used to like, because like that teacher didn't seat you. You like came in, you sat. He might move you. If you misbehaved, he'd move you. But otherwise, like, he didn't care. So everyone used to try and sit at that side of the room. <laughs> I don't know, like, I mean, I don't know how effective that was. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, surely. when you're like, yeah, seven, <laughs> you do stupid stuff. That's what people do. <laughs> but yeah, what anyway, name. fond memories. Of, every time there's a volcano or something, I'm like, oh, yeah, geography. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, geography. <laughs> anyway. Um, and actually, the titles, again, with the lava and everything, is quite effective. I like these individual titles that we get for these stories. Yeah. Very epic. It makes it feel very epic. And even the, I like the idea of drilling through to the Earth's crust. It's a great science fiction idea. 
It's not a reality. I, as far as I know, in reality, that's not been done. It's probably impossible, I imagine. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't think it would be. I just don't think we'd want to do it. I mean, like, we do um, mining at the minute anyway to get resources from the earth. Yeah, I know. What this is, is it? Like... Um, what's RuPaul do on his farm? Oh, fracking. I mean, this is like, what? Is this fracking ahead of its time? Is Stallman a, fr- a frackist? A frackist? A fracker? The <laughs> <laughs> frackers. Fracking is. I'm really yeah. glad, Mark. This shows our wavelength. I'm really glad that I just mentioned what RuPaul does on his fault, and you were like, "Yep, got it." And you said before on here. You said before. I know. I know. I'm really happy that how much you can pick up on me. I mean, that's gone quiet. My, even in my cold state, where I don't even think I'm making much sense. It's gone quiet in the news. All this fracking stuff. So I don't know. I mean, well, there's other things, isn't there? I think like it'll come back because the um, report came out. I can't remember the name of it. Sorry, guys, I'm poorly. But this report came out for like how bad the how like basically the environment report. It comes out every like seven years, and it's all just like like best case scenario is pretty bad, and then worst case scenario is like we're dead. So, but even best case is like I think. In Australia, it, the temperature, the world temperature is going to go up by 1.5 degrees. So we're going to have a lot more fires and things. And it's based, normally people do lots of separate reports, but they've put all of it into one report. And it's like 220 scientists from around the world, from different parts of the world, have all put into this one report. And everyone's just like, yeah, shit. <laughs> well, I mean, as long as Professor Starman didn't take part in it, I think we'll be all right, won't we? I mean... <laughs> I think we should all vote yeah. vote Sir Keith Gold and he'll have it all stopped and it'll be fine. <laughs> Him or what's the other guy? Greg? Greg um Greg Sutton, yeah. I love Greg Sutton. I like Greg. Greg's on it. Yeah, he's, he's realistic. On it. He knows. And I hope Petra Petra probably typed up the report. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's good, you know, it's a good it's still got its morals for Doctor Who. It's still got that moral thing that it's always had, hasn't it? Um, and I was thinking, you know, season seven, it was only seven years ago and Unearthly Child was on. And if you imagine how television has changed so much since we started that to this. Yeah. And the world. I mean, like, you know, all right. I think, like, the later we get, the more, like, advances there are in the world. But even at this point, like, we've just had someone go on the moon. When we started Doctor Who, that wasn't a thing. I think, like, we're now in colour. That, you know, when it started, it, this was still black and white. So even within, like, the world, so much has changed and so much has become, you, you know, it's easy way that when they put these years up that are like years that have just passed with us and they're doing all these fancy things, you can understand why they felt like in the future, in 20 years, we'll be doing this or in 40 years because everything was moving so exciting and fast and new stuff. Back to the back to the story. Um you see the sort of decline of Universe 2 and the it all goes wrong and there is no hope. There's not even an answer. The Doctor can't save them. And you get all these other creatures. How effective do you think they're... They're called Primords. How effective do you think they are? Because when Benton um, transforms, that's quite a good moment, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what? There was only one point when I thought they looked really bad. And it was the very, very last scene when he's dead on the floor and you could obviously see it was a mask. That was the only time where I was like, oh, that looks a bit poopy. Like, you can tell he's wearing a mask. Whereas all the other times, I thought, like, it was really clever makeup. Um, maybe not like, but like, I mean, it's obviously like, I wonder whether it was like a prosthetic sort of thing they put on. 
I thought it was really good. And also just really simple to go green and hairy. It's enough to get that message across that these things are happening and yeah. uh, you don't need a massive alien, you know, Silurian thing really to... Uh, it's it's within it makes it still believable in a way. It's not so um, well. It is far fetched, but it's not. They haven't gone way over the top and made them like silver or something, you know. No, but you know you can tell this is something that's transformed and different, and it works. It's effective. Okay, so I'm just carrying on going through my notes. I've got like so. Um, I think Sutton goes in to try and stop. This is alternative universe. Sutton goes in. I've put there's a dry ice fight because you've got the Doctor, Sutton and Stalin and they're all in their sort of radioactive suit things having a bit of a fight around in the dry ice. <laughs> a bit of action there. Did you notice their name badges are massive? Like Sutton, it's like huge across. Probably so then the viewers can see who's fighting. It's massive. It takes up his whole chest. It says Sutton. I didn't notice that. Like, that was funny. Uh, and I've also written Petra and Greg love beyond universes. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, and they get Benton, and so you, you're seeing sort of the consequences of everything happening in this other world. Um, and then in episode six, they're starting to work together. The brigade leader, okay, alternative brigadier, he is a really good villain. He is. In fact, he could be up for villain. He, I think he should be. Yeah, I was thinking that when I was watching. I was like, he is really is. Like you really hate him. And the thing is, in I'm not a massive brigadier fan anyway. But, like, I just don't think he gets the Doctor, and I don't think... And I can't, that's kind of the point, I think. He's so army that he can't see beyond what the Doctor can do and what the Doctor is. But I, you, I really appreciate our Brigadier, because the Brigade leader is a dick. He's great, and he's got to be... Because you don't... You can't feel sympathy for him. It's just... No, I'm, you don't. You don't feel any sympathy. Apart from when I first saw him, I thought, ding dong. That's it. After that, it was like a sharp decline. But you feel sorry for alternative Greg, Petra and Liz, though, don't you? I don't feel sorry for Liz. No, because she does believe eventually and she's she shoots the brigade leader in the end. Let him go, brigade leader. We helped him. We've every right to go. I'll give you until three, Doctor. One. You'll have to shoot me, brigade leader. I have no intention of taking him. Two, three. Now's your chance, Doctor. Oh, yeah, completely. But she's badass, even in alternative. She's she's like such a strong woman and character, even in the alternative universe, the men do as she says. But I really like the scene because the Doctor is talking to her and he says, um, did you study, did you ever want to be a scientist? And there's something there like she... The world has changed her. She could have ended up as our Liz, but whatever circumstances happened. So there, I feel like there is something under there and she plays it like that. So I, do, I don't think she's bad through and through like a villain like the Brigade. I don't leader. think she's bad. I don't think she's bad. I think she's badass. But then I feel bad that she's left there to die. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I, I think like, I don't think she's a bad person. I think she's a strong woman and she's doing what she always what she thinks is right in that universe well i would say in universe two well the brigade leader has a massive go at petra because she's trying to sort out they're trying to basically there's nothing they can do the world is heating up or everyone it's all going wrong everything's blowing up the doctor needs to try and get the power for the console to get back and so they help 
him. Petra can't do it, but she goes back to try and do it. I mean, I'm I'm like bravery award there for Petra number two to go back and do it. And that is really, I mean, we've skipped right ahead here. End of episode six is a really good cliffhanger. That's when you see all the lava coming through. Go on, Doctor, go now! I can't, it's talk to erratic. You can feel the doom and the the end of the worldness of of it. And you know, and it is gonna happen because it's not it's not like the Doctor Who where he can save the day there. And I think that's what sets this story out. That's the, I mean, if you just had the drilling and the primords and everything, then it really would be monster of the week and everything. You need that parallel universe element and the other and the characterizations. I read afterwards that apparently the writer for this story was friends with the producer. I don't know, I can't remember. And basically, he had this idea, and it was the producer that decided to add the parallel universe, was like, you should include this so it can be seven episodes. So his original story would have only been like three, four, which was like going to the core, this sort of idea. And he was like, and it was this producer guy that was like, if you want it, you know, it needs to be this long. Why don't, what if they go somewhere else? And it's happening at the same, you know, that was his idea. So there you go. Been reading up, reading up on things. Keeping informed. <laughs> well, then we have in episode seven, reversal the systems. Liz, like the doctor goes back, got to like try and sort stuff out. So Keith is okay in, in universe one. It's the same time, the same place, but there's different outcomes. So we have that. Um, and then the Doctor just goes in. He's like, you've got to stop it and just starts like vandalising yeah, yeah. everything. I don't know what else you could do. It works. The Starman there gets turned into, he puts all the slime on his face. He gets it and, and it's wrapped up. It really, and, and... I, there was a line just before it. So Keith says something like, but there's nothing, like we haven't got the protocols to warrant an emergency thing. And then that lifts up and you see that he's like turned into a monster. It probably made me, I was like, there you go. There's your thing to go about an emergency situation. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, it's like there's no evidence that there's an emergency. Yeah, there's <laughs> no evidence to <laughs> emergency. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, it's for all those seven episodes, then it, it just suddenly, okay, yeah, last minute countdown gets sorted out. Everybody takes it very seriously. And I like, you know, no one's sending it up. No one's doing an over-the-top performance. Even with um, the scientist Stallman and that, it's very, it's played. Everyone's taking it so seriously. Oh, it's really good. It is really good. And then you've got, of course, you've got comedy moment, lol ending, where the Doctor's like... Doctor and Brigadier fall out and then he's like oh I'm off and then he he doesn't go and then there's Liz at the end ha 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 I mean you know, I genuinely thought the Doctor was going and to get out of there so and then when you see him at the end I was like oh <laughs> so yeah it's, it is quite good well that is the last story of this season really? bloody hell that's gone quick that's the end of season 7 are we in our Oscars already? yeah my God. We've only got four <laughs> stories. Yeah, we've only had four stories. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so short. I mean, it shows us such a format change from last season. I can't believe we've already got a Oscars. But we've had some, re- there's some, been some really good characters in this one. Uh, I feel like the characters in this, I don't know it's because if it's because we've had two versions of them. They've stood out more to me than any other characters in this, this season that we've had. In like, this story? Yeah, in this particular story, like, you know. 
I miss old couples. Well, yeah, we didn't have any any chance for an old couples, but we had two lots of Petra and Greg, so that makes up for it, doesn't it? <laughs> That's true. So that made up for it. No old people, but we had a romantic love interest. Do you know what? Petra and Greg are the new um, Leo, Ryan and Tanya. Yes, they are. I mean, <laughs> they're no Ganitas, <laughs> Sabitha, but they're definitely the new Leo, Ryan. <laughs> Of the seventies, definitely, absolutely. So, but what? Okay, so I love a good workplace romance. You know, I know, I know. Do you know what? That is my favourite part of this story. <laughs> workplace romance. Petra and Greg. Everyone, you're going to hear a lot more about Petra and Greg from now on. <laughs> uh, I need to think of a t-shirt for them. Passion for Petra, and. Getting it on with Greg. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That is it. Okay, so we've finished this season. Where would you like the next... How would you like things to develop? Say season eight, what would you like? I want them to get off Earth. I want them to get off Earth and get away from unit. You've asked me when I'm poorly, Mark. Okay, this is maybe not a great time to ask everyone. I want to see Liz in space. You want you want Liz to go into space, okay? Yeah, because she's not been in space. And okay, so we've had Liz Brigadier and sort of technically Benton have been in like all you know a lot of these stories. Yeah. Is Liz a companion for you? Yeah, not the others for some reason though, because they're part of Unit, I guess. So I just think of Unit as a base. And still no actual police box we've seen yet. No. No, but it's nice to see the console. Reminds you that it's Doctor Who. Great. Okay. Well, we won't go too much in it because I know you're not feeling well, and you've obviously got all of the, your universe is about to end anyway. So, I mean, of course, do what can you, you get can. Me back? Do what you can. Maybe your Petra can do the electrical stuff. I mean, if you give her a hand or whatever, it might I'll help ask. out. I'm gonna just make sure everyone's not gonna drill any more this this end. Okay. So we'll be all right. <laughs> I'm too old to even fight. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but you did like this story. I'm just going to say, everyone, Sarah might not sound very enthusiastic right now, but she did enjoy it. And I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I don't mind not sound it. It might sound really negative. I'm sorry, but I did enjoy it. The drugs are wearing off now. Every season we get through is another plus for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I need to lie down though now. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll wrap it up. And um so yeah, we will be back with the Doskers next time. We'll have a bit of a, a think about who we're gonna nominate. <laughs> yeah, Sarah is really good about to like collapse, uh, so we better go. Um you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Two Watch Who. Uh and you can support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash two watch who. See you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> To watch him.